Hey Rebels, welcome to another edition of Rebel Parenting. I'm your host, Ryan Dobson. Along with my wife, Laura, we've got a great program for you today. And today I'm going to explain why. First, I'll tell you who. It's Elisa Keaton and her book, The Wellness Revelation. Sometimes we have people on the broadcast where these people have impacted our lives and we have to share it with you. Elisa Keaton is one of those people. I listen to her podcast, I follow her on Instagram, I read her books, and we had to have her on the broadcast. I'm into health and fitness. Uh, Four years ago, I had a big health scare. Um, Maybe I'll go into that on the podcast sometime. Uh, But I went through a really hard time health-wise. I was born with an autoimmune disease. It kind of came to a head. I had to go to the hospital. Uh, Scared my family, scared me. And I really did turn my life around. And one of the ways I did that is through people like Elisa Keaton. And you are going to love this broadcast. But before we get to that, are you watching us on Rebel Live every Monday and Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, Facebook.com slash J Ryan Dobson. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you hear those on the podcast. So every Monday and Friday, 8 Pacific, 11 Eastern, Facebook.com slash J Ryan Dobson for Rebel Live. Let's get to the broadcast. Here is Elisa Keaton and the Wellness Revelation on today's edition of Rebel Parenting. Alisa, thank you so much for being part of our program today. We are falling in love with the wellness revelation. Um, Mm. Laura and I got into our health kick. I have an autoimmune disease I was born with. And so a few years ago, I just, my body crashed and we kind of changed our lives. And so I love this because it's just, it's a kickstart. It jumps people into uh, kind of a lifestyle. It's not a diet. It's not a program. This is something that you change your life and then you feel better for the rest of your life. And how did yeah, you decide? Yeah. I mean, writing a book, especially a wellness book or quote unquote diet book, that's kind of mm-hmm. risky. <laughs> you're jumping into, you know, you're jumping into criticism. You're jumping uh, into bro science and, you know, all those types of things. But this is a great one. What made you want to write this? Well, um, you know, it was actually around 10 years ago that I took my hands to a computer and started writing this uh, after about 15 years as a, a fitness professional. I, I love fitness. I've always been a tomboy. So motion activity was not for me. I, I liked, you know, the 80s. I was born in the 70s. So at the peak of the 80s, I was really enjoying it all. God really does know the times and places to birth people. Mm, yeah. And so I, I loved it. But um, I also saw after 15 years of being in the industry, I saw the, the, um, the cycle. I just thought, how mm-hmm. how could we break this cycle? It, mm-hmm. People want to get well, but two things would always happen. Either I'd have a client, you know, I, I became a personal trainer. I, I graduated from, from a became a personal trainer. Loved fitness. Loved helping people. I definitely am a I'm a nothing's impossible kind of girl. Like there's there's always possibilities. Nice. There's always places we can go. Mm-hmm. Nothing is over. And so. Um, but I saw with every client that either they fell into two ditches. One is they became super obsessed with it and controlling and their life became, they had no life. They yep. traded in Almost like all idolatry. the life. To yeah. Totally. I mm-hmm. didn't know that at that time. I just thought, what's wrong with you? Why can't you, you know, why can't you just chill out? Like, Isn't find this fun? Some, yeah. Find some control. Yeah. It becomes legalism. And, um, yeah. and that was for me. It was totally. legalistic. Laura can tell you, I mean, we've been married 12 years and- when I would start a program, it was 
all or nothing. It was, you know, no. I'm going to get up early, then I'm going to read the Bible, and then I'm going to meditate, and then I'm going to work out, and yeah. I'm going to eat right, and I'm going to go to work, yeah. and I'm going to do, and then you mess up one time, and it's like, oh, I can't do it. I'm done. Yeah. And right. I mean, all you get that cycle of failure over years and years and years, and I still, I, I want to lean towards that, but I'm listening to myself. It's, you got to give on. yourself a break a little bit. Yeah, well, and that's the big part of the mindfulness the wellness part that I think people, they do diet, they do fitness, they do that. But there's there's a component of wholeness of who we are mm. with our soul. What mm-hmm. what am I really wanting when I want to lose weight? What is this really about? It has to go deeper. It has huh. to go deeper. Um, so either they would become clients super obsessed with the fitness and the food and they'd become controlling. Or the other side of it was they would, you know, like you said, have a bad day. Um, have a bad moment in their life. Mm. Really, a lot of them, I saw a lot of women that were trying to um, improve their marriages or improve the way they felt in their marriage or mm. how their yeah. husband tr- uh, related to them. I mean, it was misplaced affection, mm. misplaced huh. devotion. And so, you know, then they would fall off the the wagon or whatever, however you want to say it. And yeah. And then I just saw it never really helping people. So it wasn't until my relationship with Christ blossomed, which was about... Uh, when I was 27, so almost 20 years ago, maybe 18 years ago, that I started to have a lens to see it. Mm. And I asked God to show me, okay, like, what is this? What? How do you see this? Hmm. And that's when he, uh, that's why it really is called revelation, because I don't, I didn't know what I didn't know. And revelation mm. is, that's the definition, is to know what you could never know before. Right. And, um, and, and I think we all need that for our lives. We all are in constant state of transformation that comes from revelation, not from our own knowledge. Yeah. Um, so I really felt like um, as much as I didn't want to, this book is not like every other book. Don't get this book if you want me to tell you exactly how you should eat. Don't get this mm. book if you want me to tell you exactly how you should move because it doesn't work that way. Yeah. Get this book Amen. if you want to get to the deeper issue of why, what do I really want? What am I really mm. wanting to mm-hmm. quote unquote lose? It's not about the weight. It's not about the food. So mm. that's the motive. You mentioned something a minute ago and I really, let's touch on that because it, it addresses one of the questions we have. You essentially, sometimes we use fitness as a way to fix something else. You know, our yeah. marriage isn't going that well. I'm a little disconnected from yeah. my spouse. And so I'm going to work yeah. out really hard hoping yeah that what what is it what is it that i get more attractive that i get physically better looking and then somehow that fixes my marriage and then you become obsessed with it obsessed with it obsessed with it and then it doesn't work um Uh how there's there's a an american mindset towards fitness and this is more of a faith-based mindset towards fitness because it's it's, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it. It's so funny because it's not necessarily about, well, I want to lose some weight and I want to look a little better and I want to, there's a, a soul mm-hmm. aspect to this of, I want to be healthier so I can live longer for my kids and I can have a better impact on the world around me. That's the goal mm-hmm. for this. And mm-hmm. the fact that I look better and my wife finds me more attractive is a great byproduct of that. But that's right. It, you can't have that misplaced. Like just because I look better doesn't mean my marriage is going to get better. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah. And let's be clear, like, like you said, Laura, this is a worship issue and it's mm-hmm. not, I say this in the book, it's not a matter of if you will worship, everybody worships. The word worship just means to give devotion to. What are you devoted to? Are you devoted to your job? Are you devoted to making money? Are you devoted to your to your uh, status? What are you devoted to? Mm. What, what are the affections of your heart? Because as the Bible says, the heart is deceitful. It wants mm. things that aren't necessarily what it really, really wants. And that's mm. where idolatry happens. It's misplaced worship. We can do it with fitness. We can do it with food. We can do it with our jobs. We can do it with anything. So that's why I'm like, this real, I always beg everyone, please don't put me in just the fitness box. I love fitness, but Mm. this really is a, it really is more of a metaphor of, uh, fitness is a really good metaphor for heart, soul, mind, and strength. There is nothing that you do more holistic than that. Um, Because I'm bringing my body into something, I'm bringing, I have to focus my mind. I have to focus my direction. I have to think, I have to feel. It's it's a total thing. That's why a lot of people either love it extremely or hate it extremely because mm-hmm. it requires so much of you. Mm-hmm. And you might be sore tomorrow and there might be some benefit, you know, some other side that you go, "Oh, it's going to cost me time. It's going to cost me." And we do that with everything. So mm-hmm. I feel like if people were to really say, "What what is my heart wanting behind the things that I want?" period. And as a culture in the United States, I mean, we have elevated beauty and fitness and it is just it's ridiculously high now like I just go you know the the I I love on my blog well no a couple years back I wrote it was an image of what fitness when it started like in the 1940s and 1950s when you know does anyone remember Jack Lane Jack Lane anybody oh my goodness swam the English channel handcuffed and shackles on his on his legs I mean This guy in his 90s was doing 100 push-ups a day, squats, plyometrics. Jack Elaine is the OG of amazing. The jump, the velour jumpsuit. Oh my goodness. I'm I'm, I'm all about Jack Elaine. (laughs) When he got older, he put shoulder pads in him to keep himself looking like Captain America. That's right. The whole thing about him, though, if you look back, I mean, everyone who doesn't know who Jack Elaine is, YouTube, you'll find him. Mm -hmm. But he really is like the godfather of Hey, if when we move our bodies, we feel better. And then he'd always give a positive message yep. because it's a yep. whole thing. It's a soul thing. But then we took it and it's slowly over the years and the j- decades, it just has ramped up. And now it, you're not considered fit as a woman unless you have six pack abs and can only pinch yeah. body hair. Yeah. You're not fit as a man <laughs> unless you are, you can't fit through a doorway. Like there's some mm-hmm. type of, you know, um, extreme. It's just gone so far away. And so I think mm-hmm. as, People of Christ, followers of Christ, we have been given power, love, and a sound mind. (laughs) So Mm. make sure Mm. we're using whatever it is that we're using it. It's not using us. I think that's where the idolatry thing comes into play. So what would you say would be like a Christian um, healthy lifestyle? Just to like throw it out there for people. Huh. Well, uh, it's relationship. Um, first, mm-hmm. a healthy relationship with God. If you're not feeling safe or secure or loved or willing to be found out by God, then you will run to the gym or you will run to mm-hmm. your job or you will comes with seek first him. He really loves us. This is a love motive. We have a big saying that love is greater than fear. It is, And, and I feel fitness can either be motivated by love or fear. I fear being oh, fat. Yeah. I fear mm-hmm. getting old. Yeah. I fear, mm-hmm. fear, People fear. won't like me if I'm fat or right. guys won't want me. Or, yeah, okay. Right. The, the fear 
becomes that. And fear will push you into idolatry. But love will draw the God. God loves. He draws us and says, hey, let's talk about all of that. There's a huge statistic for women that tend to get obsessed. Um, well, it's uh, with either eating disorders or um, fitness becomes um, obsessive. Mm-hmm. There's um, oftentimes a connection to abuse, whether it's emotional or physical abuse. And so the body gets disconnected from the soul. I mean, it's just psychologically shown. We, we fragment. And so I feel like God says, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to get be obsessed or neglect your body. Let's bring it into the temple. I make you whole. You might not ever be a size three or a size two, yeah. but you can't be whole. And I feel that's that's the Christian relationship with God established as mm. wholeness. Then we have a good relationship with our body, with others, and we're able to not conform to the patterns of the world and yeah. really transform to whatever it is, shape, size, color, that we are, the beauty yeah. that we are. Well, and I like that. And this is the truth too. And we've really got to keep preaching it. And it has to be something that we preach. Fitness isn't a shape. It's Amen. not. And we nope. see it as a shape. I'm a guy, I'm five nine, And the only thing I wanted to be when I was little was six foot. That's it. Mm. I wanted to be six foot and I wanted to be bigger. My friend's mom called me scrawny mm-hmm. when I was little and I didn't want to be that. And I've tried to get bigger and, and I did. I got, I don't know, I got about 185 pounds and about 45 of it was fat. And <laughs> that didn't work either. And, right. you know, I was talking to Laura the other day. I had lost weight and I have to combat that thing of I don't want to lose weight. It's like, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to gain or lose. I'm trying to be healthy and it's not a number. Yeah. It's not a shape. It's yeah. just, yeah. Do I feel yeah. better? And when I work for me, when I work out, I'm less stressed. Mm-hmm. I'm less frustrated. That's right. It kind of shaves right. off the rough edges. Yeah. I'm better with my kids. I'm better with Laura. And so that's yeah. the motivation for me, not a shape, a number, a size, yeah. uh, right. whatever it is. But I like what you're saying. Yeah. How would someone untangle it? So say mm. they, they have been abused. I, mean, I know people listening, everyone has had different struggles. But how would someone um, start to untie how they're connected to their fitness? Where would someone yeah. start? <clears throat> well, first of all, I would have to say, shameless plug, get the book. <laughs> because there's Perfect. a lot of, it does walk through that. It is not a book that says, okay, on your mark, set, go. It really <laughs> yeah. takes time to get to the questions of the heart and the motive. And mm. what am I really wanting? Um, but oh, I Lisa, would hang on a second. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Because... Yeah. This is a really important part for our listeners to hear. And I was listening to your podcast on meditation. We're going to talk about that in the next program. But you were saying if you're looking for someone to name all your macros or your BMI or the metabolic rate of of exertion and anaerobic or aerobic Mm -hmm. exercise and all those, then you're not Mm -hmm. the person for it. But listen to this. If you struggle in fitness because of past entanglements or current entanglements or societal cultural entanglements or whatever it is, which most of us are, I mean, let's, let's say an amen. Most of us struggle culturally with fitness and societally with fitness and with the ego and emotion. This book, as I'm going to hold it up, the wellness revelation Mm-hmm. This is a great starting point for a lifestyle. It's not a diet. Yes. It's not a program. It's not a start and stop thing. It's a, hey, let's look at the motivation for why I want to be healthy, for why I want to look a certain way. I mean, I really want you to jump into this, but people are desperate for something different. And yes. this, yeah. 
this is a soul fitness book. Yeah, you're going to look good on the outside. You're going to feel good on the outside, but you're going to feel good on the inside while feeling good on the outside. So I'm sorry to interrupt, yes. but I just... Thank you. It was such yes. an important part of this. It's so important to know that. And we all get wrapped up in the science and then we forget. Yeah. My, I'm, I'm kind of broken on the inside. Mm. I hurt. Yeah. My feelings got yeah. hurt when I was little. I didn't look yeah. the way I wanted to. And I and I wanted to be are. a different person. And I, and I read all the ads in the back of the comic book of the guy getting sand kicked in his face and then, you know, buy the mm. springy stretchy thing and buy the bendy springy stretchy thing. <laughs> and legs. Yeah. Trust me, I'm there. Like... Those, yeah. That's I me mean. as a as a thirteen year old, and at forty seven, that thirteen year old still comes out every now and then. It's like, Ooh. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, and that's for all of us. So that that's why this isn't a one and done thing. As you said, mm-hmm. this is a lifestyle. If we're called to love God, heart, soul, mind, and strength, um, that is a that's a totality thing. So it mm-hmm. will never you never get to read a book mail it and be done. You will constantly need to check in with where, where am I going now? Where is my heart drifting to now? Where are my affections? Where's my fear taking me? Um, so I would say, Laura, like back to the entanglement, the first question, and I'll be specific to if it has to do with your body weight, your health, your fitness. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of these people just don't feel like this book is for people that go, I am never seem to be content. No matter what, I've lost 50 pounds. I've gained 70 back. I've, you know, it, that it's that I cannot seem to break this. Mm. Um, that's this book. And then in that, I would say the first question for someone is to sit down. I always ask them to get a, a journal out, two pieces of blank paper, open up the journal, left side of the page, and then the right side of the page. Mm. Um, and on the left, I want you to write down, like, ask in, in your most sober place. of how, This is why meditation is really important. You got to get quiet. You've got to, mm. like, get clear. Step away from the infomercial. Put everything away. Get off Instagram. <laughs> Get off yeah. seeing all the, the the whole thirty and all the things that you've been yep. following. Put okay. away. Put them down. Sit down and write on that page. Um, ask God, what was my body made for? What what was your design for this? And let him just write. Write mm. down what. And you'll know it's from God when it seems too good to be true. <laughs> when it seems too nice. When it seems too easy, that you mm. know that's God because it's yoke is easy and light. Mm. So begin to read and let that be a holy space of, okay, this is what he made my body for. And then on the next page, on the other side, um, ask him for the vision of how could I use food and fitness to get me to there? How, how, how could I activate, you know, and use these tools that you've given me of food and fitness to to complement this design that you've given me to have. And I think that's one of the basic places, but then it is a constant day by day checking in with your heart and mm-hmm. finding out, okay, how my heart, how you doing? A lot of it has to do with becoming connected back to ourselves, yeah. of our heart, of our soul, mm-hmm. of our mind, and of our bodies, our strength. Yeah, it's so easy to get disconnected. Yeah. I mean, you can go on Netflix and binge watch and then you're, you know. <laughs> It's I, totally. so I love what you're just saying about just staying present and staying focused. Thank you for that. Alisa, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of the things I think a lot of people struggle with, that it's not just fitness or eating healthy, it's everything, is that yo-yo effect, you know? Um, yeah. I was doing... I was on a meditation kick and I had like 28 days in a row and then I went on a trip and I missed three days and I don't know if I've had five days in a row since. Mm -hmm. And so I'm up and down, up and down, or it's that, or it's yoga, or it's eating, or it's whatever it is. 
Is mm-hmm. that is is the yo-yo effect also tied into our past? Like where do we where does that thing come mm-hmm. from? Well, here's what I think. I think I think we don't give ourselves enough Okay, I'm going to say the word and then I'm going to reclaim this word. <laughs> I don't think we give ourselves enough grace. Now, the word grace to me, I have an issue and I'm just going to probably make some people mad. I don't like, I don't believe, and I don't think it's the, I know I can prove if you read the book, it's in there that deaf, the deaf grace is not permission to just do what you want. Okay. So, mm. um, but grace is the power to live by the spirit. It's the ability to live the spirit goes. So I think there are times that the spirit goes, you know what? You're on vacation. Sleep in. It's okay to rest. If if your meditation becomes the thing, I got to get up and do that. You feel like you're pressing and you have to. And if I don't, that's that's legalism. That's yep. I'm. I've made meditation my god. God's I have to my win god. meditation. I'm the best meditator ever. Yes. You know. Yeah. I'm the best. Yes. I'm gonna win this. Yeah. I love talking to my friends that meditate, yeah, and I'm like, time. I'm the greatest meditator in the world, and they're, you know, it's yeah. just it's yeah. a ridiculous joke. It's. Mm-hmm. How do we prove that? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I I just think there's permission. There's permission to have, be sick. There's permission. The kids got sick. Now your assignment is to be with your kids and love and be well. Mm-hmm. You, so you don't get your, your workout in that day. Like it's the permission is there to allow for the spirit. What, what can I be doing right now to love God and love myself and others? Well, like that's always comes mm-hmm. down to question. Um, and then it is the ability when you know, you know, come on, everyone. We know when we've gone too far. Yeah. We know when we're, we're carting, you know what? I'm on vacation and it's been three weeks. Like whatever. Like yeah. there's yeah. times and I can't, that's why I cannot write a book that will tell people do this, do this, do this and this. I don't know what God is saying to you that day, but I do know he's so personal that he will interrupt what is your usual structure or routine at some point? And then when it's to time to get back love. into that, yeah, to show his love, to For show sure. your your affection. And yeah. it's going to be okay. But our minds do start to go into, especially because we are such, you know, we're a quick response culture now. Like we want, we want what we want, we want it now. That when we, when we have um, a wrench in the plan or something doesn't happen, then we get frustrated with ourselves and then we tend to, then then I think there's something in us from a, mm. a young place where we're trying mm. to perform or we're trying to perfect or we're, we're wanting, you know, some, such result where really we're just supposed to be present mm. and stop putting, I feel like just stop putting so much emphasis on the, the shoulds of our life. Like mm. I, I really should do this. I really should do that. I always say that you're just should don't should on anybody. We love yeah. that. I've said that yeah. on many I've said that on so many podcasts. I've had some moms reach out to me. You really should have um something sure. on there. This is explicit. I'm like, I'm saying should, not right. not the other right. word. Don't should on anyone. You know what you really should do? You should do this. You should that's the voice of of fear. Yeah. Totally. What I keep hearing you say is that sometimes I have to realize and it, it, the older I get that I need a savior. Like I Amen. really need a savior. Mm. And when I'm connected to that, then like what we talked about at the beginning, there's more resource. There's more possibility for me to shift and to have lasting yeah. change. So I just, and, and, I love it. And that's what people, I think that's what the realm, if we're not careful, the realm of fitness and wellness can try to substitute as our savior because we can control it. We can control it. So 
God loves a good thing like fitness and wellness and meditation. Mm -hmm. He loves those things. But when they become our God thing, expect to be interrupted, expect to get frustrated, expect to not have it work out the way you thought it should. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I keep, not keep seeing, but I have seen people go down the rabbit hole of fitness. And it does. It, it, sl- it becomes idolatry and it becomes that's their focus and that's where they're getting mm-hmm. um what do you call it? Like accolades. And yep. that's where they're starting to feel good. And then I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. let's remember relationship. Let's remember, let's yeah. bring yeah. it back yeah. into or the like, full circle. Like we've said, there are people that then they stop going out with other people because they, you know, it's food and it's very social. And when, when we lose relationship with people for the sake of relationship with our body, mm-hmm. we've missed. It's, it's a misuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. a misuse. And it can thing. be either. I mean, you can, you know, if you're going to a gym and your spouse isn't and all of a sudden all your friends are from the gym and you're hanging out with them alone and you're isolating yourself from every all your base, all all of who you've known yeah. and it's all these new people, we see that become a wedge in between marriages too. It's that balance, that yeah. dance of grace that yeah. we talk about yeah. here. Oh, Elisa, yeah. what a, a fantastic program. The book is great, The Wellness Revelation. Thank you so much for this. It's such a great kickstart to this lifestyle. It really does. You know, eight weeks is a good amount of time Mm. to process, to process this so that at the end of eight weeks, you're thinking, oh, I know why I'm doing this. Mm -hmm. I know how I'm feeling. And then you can start monitoring where you're at on that balancing, where that dance is heading because you've done this for eight weeks. You've, you've looked at it. Yeah. It's, it's brilliant. I really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. We are out of time for today, but I hope you enjoyed Elisa Keaton as much as I did. And if you did, please come to Rebel Parenting. Check out the brand new website. In the show notes, you'll find links to Elisa's website, Instagram feed, social media, all the places that I follow her, her blog, uh, her podcast, because it's been a great impact on my life. And you'll find links to the book, The Wellness Revelation. Follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, at Rebel Parenting. I'm also at James Ryan Dobson. And Rebel Live, Mondays and Fridays, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 Eastern, Facebook.com slash J Ryan Dobson. And again, check out the new website, rebelparenting.org. God bless. We will see you next week.